conversation at 3am when everyone but you and your best friend has called it a night? That's what this is. This is the Rhetorical Podcast with Sam and Scotty. Banter for the real world. I kind of want to do a Santa voice. Oh, try then. Go for it. Um, oh, but I know it's going to be shit. Yeah? Well, you've lined it up now. It's okay. going to be a horrible <laughs> intro if you're just like, I want to do a Santa voice, but nah. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> <laughs> Come on. No, it's going to be so bad. Yep. Mm. <laughs> I can't do it. Tell you what, just like, like, edit, like record one later and just edit no, it. No, 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 no. I'll, do, I'll do it. I'll do it. Yeah. Uh, no, why am I so self conscious about doing why this? Why did you bring this up I if you weren't going to do it? I don't know. You know ho, what? No. I'm ho, not- ho, ho. Merry Christmas. Not that hard. All right, fine. Merry Christmas. It's the Rhetorical Podcast. <laughs> Hi, Scotty. Hey, Sam. How are we doing? Happy holidays, Hanukkah, all the other things. Whatever you celebrate. Yeah, man. It's the holidays. I love I love Christmas. Honestly, I do. Like, I get so excited. Like, you can't... If you go to our Facebook page or Instagram and Twitter, at Rhetoricast, you can see that we've completely decked out the studio in all of the tinsel. I I've have got, a bow on my microphone. I have tinsel. Can't quite hear it, but yeah, you know, you know, it's there. Yeah. It's definitely there. And we've got like Christmas lights all over the studio. I've got like a pink glow on my face, and I feel all pretty. Yeah, this is uh, a little bit uh, migraine-inducing, but yeah, it's Christmas time. Yeah, come on, don't be a Grinch. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, Christmas is okay. Christmas is just okay. Just for me, Christmas is just okay. You don't need uh, an excuse to get no, to... I just... Oh, uh, I, okay. wanted, I wanted you to just get involved. I know? am involved. This is me being involved. This is you being involved. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Christmas, oh, I guess. Yeah. That's not being involved. Do you want me to lie? Well, maybe. All just right, cool. Christmas spirit. I enjoy Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> why, why... Okay. Before I get specifically why are you like this, why do you think just people in general don't like Christmas? Um... Financial hardship is a pretty big one. All right, well, well if, yeah, if you're if you're not in a great position and your kid wants a brand new bike, it might be a bit hard. <sighs> yeah, and then the whole Christmas is like disappointment, that sort of thing. Yeah, but apart from that, I don't know. Maybe you don't like your family. Well, you know, whenever I think of people who don't like Christmas, right, I always think. You've obviously not had a lot of good Christmases. I get the feeling like if you're an adult who sees it should be December, but November rocks around and, you know, everything was already filled with Christmas everything. I remember walking into Kmart like before Halloween and there was stuff already. Yeah, literally. And that was a little much, you know, that was a little much. But the closer that it gets, once it gets December 1st, I put the tree up, then I was happy. You know, once the tree was up, I was happy. I was in the Christmas mood. I went to David Jones. There was all of, like, the beautiful things that are in um, Sydney and Melbourne. If you live in Sydney and Melbourne, just treat yourself and go to the Christmas places in David Jones and Meyer because they're beautiful. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. <laughs> but, I mean, I love, I love it. Okay, the thing about Christmas for me is that it automatically assumes that you like other people. No, there are, there are plenty of people that don't like interaction. They don't like having to have to chat with other people. They don't want to... Yeah, they just don't want to have to interact with other human beings. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm sure people have lovely Christmases where they enjoy themselves with one or two friends. And that's just it. Yeah, well, I, and there's nothing wrong with that because ultimately it's the, kind of like the same thing as Thanksgiving in the US. 
It's just like, it's all about coming, it's togetherness, just being close to the mm-hmm. people that matter yeah. the most. And I think ultimately that's what it's always about. Yeah. You know, every Christmas movie is about that. Are you spending time with your family or are you not? If you are, great, you're doing a good Christmas. If you're not, then at the end of the movie, there's going to be romantic music while all of your family rocks up at the door. Yeah, well, something like that. Yeah. But I, you never see a good good old Christmas story where everyone's happy and then there's just like one guy in his apartment with a tree up just drinking eggnog. <laughs> It's always sad if he's doing that. Why why can't it be happy? Why can't he just be like, I'm enjoying this relaxing Christmas, free from other drunk people (laughs) and children running around my apartment. All right, so Brooke and I watched Love Actually the other day. I love that movie. So do I. I tried every single Christmas. It's just a must. That and my Christmas Eve tradition of watching Carols by Candlelight for non-Australian listeners, that is basically our really dodgy version of a carols that's just it's done in melbourne and it's just the worst but i love it so much because it's so bad every region has their own little carols by candlelight and it's just a bad concert yeah that's pretty much it. yeah yeah and it's always like for for us it's aussie artists that you haven't heard of in four years (laughs) and i go oh he's still anthony kalee is still alive (laughs) you know and he comes out and sings the old holy night and you go oh that's why he doesn't have a career you know and it's just kind of like uh, it's fine, but I, I and I love to sit there, eat my mince pies, and just you know, just laugh, watch the the new High Five come out, and just cringe. All of these things are part of a Christmas for me. That's fair. The reason I bring out Love Actually is because I think about the the rock star guy that's played by Bill Nye, yeah, and his manager, yeah. right? Christmas. Actually, that's a good example. That's a great example. Yeah, those two guys just having a drink in the apartment. They're loving life. Yeah, and that's nothing wrong with that because in the end, right, because at, at, like when he goes to the apartment, hashtag spoiler alert. Oh, yeah, sorry for that 10-year-old <laughs> movie. <laughs> when he goes to the apartment, he says, I could have been at Elton John's place with topless girls with their mouths open, but instead I'm here with my fat manager who ends up being the love of my life. Yeah, and it's just it's friendship because like every single storyline is about a different type of love. Yep, actually, and uh. Uh, and that's one of my favorite parts is the fact that you know they've spent their lives together on the road and had a wonderful life together, and they can spend Christmas together because ultimately it doesn't matter what Christmas is to you as long as that you are with the people that you love. That's the point. I don't know why I don't get energetic about Christmas. Why don't you? I literally just said I don't know why, Sam. No, no, no. I literally just said that. <laughs> Put some thought into it. Okay. Um, I guess the only thing I can really think of is that I don't like repeating the same thing over and over again. All right. Well, I, I don't okay. like going on the same roller coaster five times. I hate watching the same movie more than twice unless it's really good. Mm. Um, I hate having the same conversations over and over again. Christmas is it just tends it's to be the same thing. It's all of those things. It's all of those it's, things. It's, it's, it's all of those things mashed into one, mixed with alcohol and actually pretty decent food. But yeah, Well, yeah. Yeah, but the, the main thing is, for me, it feels like I'm trapped. I am expected to be there. If I am not there, I am judged. I like to go into social situations where I am choosing to be there. It's almost like the whole event is forcing me into kinmanship with people. Okay. Yeah. But... Christmas does not change me being a weird person. <laughs> Clearly. Yeah. I, I look, I kind of get it. I'm not going to say I don't get it because I do kind of get it. But at the same time, it's kind of, that's the point. It's the point is that the one thing that you know is that the one time in the year you can just forget about everything in your life and go back to the creature comforts. 
you, you can be there with your family, you can be there with your friends, you can reunite with people you haven't seen all year even. I haven't been home all year, but I'm leaving next week uh, to be at home for Christmas. Fair. And that's going to be really, really nice. I haven't been back to Bellingen all year, and I feel like a bad son. But uh, it's, you know, but this is my chance for redemption, I guess, to be home, and I get to see friends I haven't seen in a while. And it's something that's going to be really kind of nice about that. And I look forward to it every year because I know that those creature comforts will be there. Fair. Really, it is about repetition. And I get that like, if you're someone who hates repetition, like, I can see why you would not like it. But... For me, it's it's knowing that the one thing that's always going to be the same is that all right, Tim Minchin. Tim Minchin has a beautiful Christmas song, an absolutely amazing Christmas song. It, I, I, like that song makes me cry. Oh, me too. Yeah, me too. Like I should, like uh, the weirdest parts too. It's just <laughs> stupid. But it's called White Wine in the Sun, and I deeply encourage you. Even I, I don't care if you never listen to the rest of this podcast. Go and listen to that because that's going to be so much more rewarding than us talking about why we don't like Christmas. Yep. Like, go and listen to that because that's everything that Australian Christmas is. Is that no matter what, that all of your family are going to be waiting for you every Christmas time. You don't have to make it every single time. But Christmas, whenever you're feeling sad or alone, your family will be there drinking white wine in the sun, ready for you for whenever you want to come home and where you'll feel safe. And I think... That's everything that Christmas is. Forget the PlayStations. Forget all of it. Because in the end, that's what it's about. That's fair. But I think the last nail in the coffin for me is since I left high school, I haven't had a job where I got holidays at Christmas. Oh, it's look. always been, hey, I'm delivering pizzas. Or, hey, <laughs> I still have to clean. Or, hey, I still have to collect trolleys on the busiest day of the year. Yeah. I, I guess because I've never really had the happy holidays. Hmm. I've just had the happy event than anything. And on top of that, you got the presents. And I think that's just another uh, situation what? entirely. I, I am I such like a Grinch. You, you are such a Grinch. But, why, why not? Okay. Why not presents? All right. So I've enjoyed Christmas for the majority of my life simply because it's an opportunity to get together with the people you love. Sure. And you want to be around. Yeah, of course. I think presents cheapen that. How? Okay. What, what are you excited about when you go home for Christmas? If you're getting together with a big family, what's like the main priority? Well, obviously to see my family. Yeah, all right. But what's like a big thought in your mind? It's always, I wonder what I'm going to get. What is the reward for Christmas? <laughs> what, what is the reward for me to go and see my family? I, I don't think about it that way. I, I think about that once I'm there, sure. Yeah. But I don't think of it as, like, this is my reward for mm-hmm. trudging all the way out home. <laughs> you know, oh, I have to see my family. Oh, I better get something that's worth it. Who thinks like that? Fair few people as far as... I mean... Really? Yeah. You see all the, on the internet everyone talking about, like, I, I hope I get a good present. I think... Sure, but... I think that presents have become the main source of displaying love for each other. The more money you spend on a present is supposed to imply... How much you love that person? Yeah. Oh, well, okay. Well, have you heard about the different ways that people show love? I can't remember what it's called, but it's like a scale of traits that people display when they show their love, and also how they like to receive love. Some of them are by gift giving. Some of them are by physical affection, by touching, hugging, you mm-hmm. know, that kind of thing. Others by words of affirmation. And I think there's another one, but I can't remember what it is. Honestly, this is just off the top of my head. Yeah. But I think a lot of people really love to give gifts because they might have a difficulty with words. So they right. show gifts. So they give gifts in order to show their love. That's fair. That That's actually a really fair point. And mm. I'll, I'll accept that. But 
I don't think that Christmas should be the excuse to give presents. If you genuinely love someone all the way through the year, I don't think that there should be a specific date in which the tradition says this is when you show your love through gift giving. There's a similar argument when it comes to Valentine's Day. Absolutely. Right. But here's my thing. I think about my cousin George, mm-hmm. right? My cousin George is a 58-year-old butcher, works at Coles. He's very much your classic Aussie bloke, yep. right? He's the blokiest bloke I know, and he's got a heart of gold. He's just a very, very kind-hearted person. He's always there to help little old ladies, you know, get into the car. He's, he's that kind of guy. Yep. He's the type of guy who's going to help a little old lady cross the road, yep. right? Top and, mate. Yeah, and he's been that guy for his entire life. And there's some lovely things about George, about the way that he displays affection and i think it's because he's been you know a bloke his whole life when it comes to valentine's day he's the type of guy that is going to take an excuse now i don't want to just generalize just george i mean these types of Mm, guys right these types of guys will take a day like valentine's day and make the most out of it for the pure reason that they sometimes feel as though that they aren't able to show that kind of affection any other day and it's just it's just not in their nature or they feel it's difficult for them to do that this time they have an excuse they don't have to answer to their mates or anything like that they just they have a very valid excuse in order to shower the person they love with love gifts and affection and do something wonderful that for that person and sometimes it might be really difficult for them to find it in themselves to do it and this allows them to do that I now have a deeper appreciation for Valentine's Day and Christmas. <laughs> Yay! I, no, like that, that is legitimately sweet. I still don't want presents because I, I, have, I, I have little room and not much space and I don't, if I want something, I just tend to get it for myself. Yeah. But, I, okay, I like that now. Good. Thank you. Wonderful. You you have saved Christmas. (laughs) There's videos, you know. And you can watch them with your eyes at Rhetoricast. So now that I've changed your mind about presents, Mm. um, when you were a little kid, how was your present game as a little kid? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I I was pretty lucky with getting decent presents. Yeah, so was I. My my two brothers, they were seven years older. Yeah. When they were growing up, parents weren't quite as well off. Mm. Uh, Dad hadn't started his own business by that point. And when I grew up, they only had to buy for one kid mm, yeah. uh, instead of a, a twins <laughs> yeah because it's, it's kind of like a funny thing because despite the fact you have brothers you sort of grew up with they kind of left home at uh they're seven years older yeah so there was never that like brotherly connection we get yeah. along great but it's not like i call them with my issues or anything like yeah, that. We, yeah we chat every now and then that's about it yeah and, and not like i'm an only child so I've, you know, I never had that connection with siblings either. I think the being an only child, I got a little spoilt yep. uh, over Christmas time mm-hmm. just because of that reason. And I think it's, you know, present game was, was pretty good my end as well. I remember the best present I ever got was a Game Boy Advance, one of those flip ones. Amazing. And I got given one of the Pokemon games, I don't remember. Yeah. But my parents were very tactical about it because they knew that we had a seven hour drive <laughs> from Coffs Harbour <laughs> to Sydney. Right. So they gave it to me two days before Christmas just to keep me quiet in the back seat. <laughs> I didn't make a peep. Excellent. Like uh, that was, And that's, like, for little Scotty, that was a big deal. I enjoyed the drive to Sydney more than I enjoyed Christmas. Amazing. That was great. I, I just wanted to keep playing Game Boy when I got there. <laughs> you know what? Actually, greatest present of my life was when I was eight years old. Yes, I, eight years old. I just turned eight. This would have been... Uh, Maths. Christmas. Oh, Christmas of two thousand and two. Yeah, 
And now everyone knows how old you are. Well, yeah. It's in the, it's, it's on the website. Is it? Yeah. Why did you put our names on the website? Anyway. <laughs> what, Sorry, what do we put our ages on the a, website? We're doing a podcast. Of course, we're going to put our names and our, our, our info on the website. Right. My credit card details up there, too. Of course they are. <laughs> oh, great. You don't have a social security number, but if you did, it would be on there, too. <laughs> you know what? Steal our identity. Do it. I dare you. Go on. No, please don't do a, that, actually. Accrue really? Sam's debt. I dare you. <laughs> Seriously, that would be great. Thanks. Okay, so I remember going to sleep, and my poor dad, right, the Christmas present that he got me was a PlayStation 1, and the PlayStation 2 had just come out, right? Oh, no. Um, I think, I, oh, wait, no, it, I think it had just come out, but it wasn't really a big deal at that point in time, right? Okay. Um, and so, like, there was games out for PS2, but, like, a PS2 console was, like, grand, you know, it was ridiculously priced. Same thing, PS3 was a grand as well. Who's who's spending $1,000 on this stuff? I don't even remember it being that much. Yeah, it was a lot. So uh, someone's upgraded to the PS2 and has uh, said to my dad, hey, does Sam want you know, my old PS1 and all my games? And he's gone, brilliant. Yep. That's perfect because yep. that's Christmas sorted. Mm-hmm. Excellent. But he got a giant beanbag, right? And the night of Christmas Eve, after I'd gone to bed, after we watched Carols by Candlelight, he went downstairs to the garage, filled by himself a beanbag <laughs> with with beans. And that's, have you ever tried to do that by yourself? Easy. No. I tried to do that by myself when I moved into my new apartment. That was the worst thing of my life. And there was and there was beans from that beanbag in our garage for 10 years after that. It's like sand. Yeah. No, you can never get rid of it. But he did that by himself. He went to Retrovision. No, cash converters. Bought a, uh, good, a, a good. an old school color TV, like one of those giant boxes. <laughs> and I woke up the next morning. He took me into my room and there was like 20 games and a PS1. And it was the greatest moment of my entire life. And I sat there 12 months after that. And it was the birth of a of, a, of an era yep. for Sam. Yeah, yeah. I still remember getting my first... Xbox. It's a big deal. It is. It's massive. Yeah. And I never played a sport again, ever. <laughs> neither, neither did I. Yeah. No. And this is what's wrong with both of us now. <laughs> so, Saturday, I'm on a plane. I'm heading back home. I'm not going to spend like a long time, but it's just going to be nice to be back home. I'm just kind of, I'm looking forward to it. It's yeah. going to be really good. Yeah, yeah. What are you going to do? Uh, I'm going to uh, try and quickly get all of the presents that I've yet to buy. <laughs> uh, locate them, buy them, wrap them. I mean, I would laugh, but I did mine like three days ago, so like it's it's fine. <laughs> That's three days better than me, man. <laughs> three days better. I hope everyone else has got their stuff. Hey, let us know how your Christmas goes at Rhetoricast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're going to be back next week. Um, I don't think I can be bothered to take down all this stuff, so I think we'll still be here. It's going to be someone else's problem. (laughs) All right, we'll see you next week, guys. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Hey, you know what you should probs do? Hit us up on social. Can do! We're on all the things. At Rhetoricast.